Hello and welcome to the Creative Dance Podcast. I'm your host, Kime, and I'm here to help you on your creative journeys. I'm really sorry if I sound a bit croaky. I've just woken up. And as I was saying in the episode about how I make the podcast, I make the episodes either first thing in the morning or last thing at night. So because it's the quietest. So, yes, I'm going to be talking about building your websites from scratch, DIY, because in this economy, yeah, it's um can be a little bit of a myth to find thousands of pounds to pay someone to design and develop your website. And now there's so many different options in terms of website builders and develop, not developers, but website builders, where you can literally just drag and drop things into existence and you can create things from scratch quite easily or a lot easier than in the past. So one thing I can say as someone who has built her own website time and time and time again, it can have, it has the the propensity to drag out. Uh, it can it can drag on for months and months and months and often this is due to indecision confusion uncertainty lack of structure I'll put my hands up in the air and say yeah there's been a lot of times where I've just been just relying on uh, vibes (laughs) and aesthetics and I've had to look back on those situations and say do you know what yeah, I could have sped up that process dramatically if I just implemented these changes. The changes that I'm going to share with you. Now, you might already be doing these. And if you are, that's fantastic. You just keep on going as you are. But this is for those of you who may find it is is dragging and you want to get your websites opened, but you're just finding it really difficult to get to that stage of opening. Oh, my neck. Okay. So one of the biggest things that helped me was to organize everything in advance. Number one, right, so you're going to have to get all of your pages listed. List out all of the pages you're going to have on your website. So you're going to have your about page. You're going to have maybe, I don't know, a shop, services page, contact page. If you have a website where you plan to have e-commerce or you need users to insert any personal details on a form or anything like that, you will need to have a privacy policy. Now, this is to deal with GDPR. Yeah, you're going to need to get a privacy policy created. Now, you might be thinking, how the hell do I do that? I don't even know how to write a privacy policy, but I can tell you what I did do. I went to a website named Rocket Lawyer. Now, I believe that's the name of the website. If it's not, I'm going to put it in the description, right? But rocketlawyer.com, what you do, you go there and you they have you fill out a form with all of the details of your business or your website, whatever it is, right? And then at the end of it, it provides you or it accumulates all of the information you've put into the form and it provides you with your own privacy policy. And they've also got one for terms and conditions as well because that shit is long. It's very long. What it ends up generating, you probably won't even end up reading. (laughs) Let me not say that, actually. No, I did read mine, I promise. Um... But yeah, it is a very quick and easy way to get privacy policy and terms and conditions created specifically for your website and your business. So rocketlawyer.com, you go there, create those templates uh, and then copy and paste the text onto your website. All right. You're going to need that because like I was saying, GDPR and also just to just as a form of um, protection, because you've clearly stated what the information will be used for because that's important to note. You have to let people know what their information, what's going to happen to their information once it's inserted onto your website. 
and I, I would also consider professional indemnity insurance, but I think I'll leave that for another podcast episode. But that is also there to protect you just in case anything goes wrong in terms of people engaging with your online content or your digital content or your services or whatever. Yeah, it's just to protect yourself against any possible damages that might be inflicted onto the client as a result of using your material and accessing your website. You know, like when websites get uh, hacked and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, uh, amongst a bunch of other things. So get your pages listed out. You can use pen and paper, Notion, whatever it is that floats your boat, wherever you like to write lists <laughs> and you get them all organized. Now, there are two ways you can go about this next step. Either you can create a little flow chart where you you state which pages will lead to what. So on the home page, you might have a, a little flow chart thing or arrows rather arrows flow into all of the pages that can be accessed directly from the home page uh, and then you know when you click on a contact page sometimes you might get another link within the contact page for services or or cl- click here for the list of um, events that I do or click here for my speaker pack or you might have a bunch of links within the actual contact page itself so then you can make a flow chart saying what pages can be accessed through the contact page just so you know where your eggs are scrambled and you know where to link buttons to and where you know to just where to link things yeah just getting the structure set up from the beginning you can either do that or you can just do it as you go along, which might make the process a little bit more delayed. But understandably, people process things in different ways. And some people find it a little bit challenging to come up with the flowchart concept beforehand. Uh, it depends on your 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 working style, I guess. But it is very handy and I would recommend it. Like I would recommend trying it. Uh, and I think what I will do is provide an actual visual reference for this uh, on my Instagram key underscore may just to add some visuals to what I'm saying and make it a little bit easier to digest for those who might be struggling to understand what the hell I'm saying right now so yes that's an option and what you want to do as well now this this is the part where a lot of people tend to get stuck myself included this has happened a lot to me in the past designing and building your website at the same time will slow you down fact okay it will slow you down and what I mean is like for example if you're using Squarespace right and you are trying out all the sections you're seeing what this and that looks like you're you're moving things around and you're just like "Mm, I don't like this layout or you might create something that you think looks really good then a week later you're like no I don't like this layout anymore I'm gonna change it and you just constantly just trying out the buttons and trying out what this looks like and that looks like you're designing and building at the same time a way that you can mitigate this and speed this up so what I recommend is you create a wireframe now a wireframe is a really bog standard sketchy version of how you want things to be displayed on the website now what I like to do is I use inspiration I'll have a look around at different websites and it just really helps to get the juices flowing in terms of ways that you can structure things. So not 
copying or anything like that, but just getting some, just getting some fire in your belly. Like, you know, just, yeah, just getting some ideas and about the size of the text or the picture placement and those sorts of things. You can literally use pen and paper to create your wireframe. You don't need to use anything, you know, dramatic, but you've got different fidelities. So the low fidelity version of a wireframe would be your pen and paper. You literally just, what? Yeah, you just sketch it out. You get your, you put your blocks in, your, you do your little rectangles and literally, and again, I think I will provide a visual reference for this, but you just sketch it out. You just, yeah, put this box here. Let me see what, yeah, let me just put this layout here. And what I find was really helpful to like getting started with wireframes. If you take an existing website, take an existing website that you like and create a wireframe for that. So you would just sort of uh, take a look at the layout and then recreate it using rectangles uh, and boxes and all that sort of thing on a sheet of paper. So you're learning how to create replicas of existing websites. This can help when it comes to actually creating a wireframe for your own website. Just to give you an idea of how it flows, like that's an idea. That's something you can do to sort of just practice or get the hang of things. Or you could just dive straight in. And you can dive straight in and just, you know, there's a lot of articles I'd imagine on Google or whatever. I'm not I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, Google it. Yeah. But there are a lot of helpful diagrams and uh, helpful articles on that. But I will be posting some visual references to help with this as well. So you get your low fidelity wireframe. And then you use something like Figma. Figma is fantastic as far as I'm concerned. I love Figma very easy to use. You just, I love it. You can create a wireframe on there. So you take the wireframe that you've created on paper and then you will move it to there. Now, when I say move it, I mean, recreate it on there. And this just really helps you to get, you just start off with gray blocks. You don't need to add color or actual text or anything like that just yet. You can use placeholder text, you know, the Laura Mipsum stuff. You just use placeholder text just to get an idea of how things will look. And then once you're clear on, okay, this is how I want things to flow on the page, then you can think about adding images, color, font choices, and all that sort of stuff. So there's, and the, the so the, the one I mentioned where you, you're not including the images and the color, that would be the mid fidelity, so medium. And then the high fidelity would be, the one that looks closest to the actual website that you're creating. And this is where you include all the images and the colors and the actual fonts that you'll be using. Okay. And I found yet yeah, that that has, oh my gosh, it's dramatically reduced the amount of time because you've got the reference there. So you can just say, all right, boom, this is the design I'm working with. And this is what I'm going to translate onto Squarespace or whatever it is that you're using. And then you're done. That's essentially it. But it's just the connection between those two. It's just, yeah, it gets a bit lost, gets a bit complicated and convoluted. Like, you know, and it just ends up spreading into all these different directions, which is this this, this stage is the process of actually building the website and getting the, the layout down. That keeps so many of us in a chokehold for so long when we're creating our website. So if you... You can speed up the process by getting the design done before you start building. And honestly, that one tip there, 
that has changed that's changed my life <laughs> it's made things so much quicker just get it all planned out beforehand so you can use figma you can use uh well if pen and paper workshop works for you go ahead or anything that you can use to just recreate uh just get the layout of the website visually in front of you so whatever your weapon of choice is whatever you're comfortable using just use that i think adobe xd but i don't know if that's free or not i don't know adobe uh, it's a a long story in it i don't know i don't know to be honest and what i would also advise that could help out as well is the pages you see the list of pages that you might have created at the start if you have followed the steps in this uh, podcast episode just make a note of the different things you want to be included within those pages because another part where people get stuck is the about page i don't know what to write about myself i don't know what to put here i don't know what content like mm. so yeah if you can maybe just get like a get your content down as well as you go along your paragraphs or the the key points at least the key points so maybe just put bullet points in terms of the the things you want to touch on within those pages now the home page it might be a little bit tricky at first to really gauge what sort of content to put you might opt for a a no scroll home page where you literally just have i don't know an image and you can't really scroll you just got the links there that's an option if you feel like you know what i really just don't have a scooby what to put on this page right now then you can do that that is an option to just have a no scroll there's a word for it i can't remember what it is but a no scroll home page where people will just directly have access to the links and that's it that's that's what it is it's just a holding space for the links or you might want to use it to introduce your service you can still do that with a no scroll you can put a bold catchy uh headline that demonstrates what you do you can put that in the the website title as well you know there are ways you can do that but if you want to have something a bit more substantial i guess or a bit more content filled then there is a website called copy ipsum so copy ip s for sugar u m for mother and it's a very helpful resource because it gives you an idea of the kind of text or the kind of things you or content you can put on your home pages so yeah that that can help in terms of um yeah like just figuring out what content to write on your home page what else hmm footers yes we want to have a footer on the website now <laughs> i'm kind of veering away from the speeding up process because i kind of covered all the ground on that but what i will do is just add some additional notes about website building footers are very important because not everyone wants to scroll or have to scroll right back to the top of a page to get all the information that they need with the navigation this is very important you don't want to have all of your links in the top bar you know when you go on a website and you've got the menu at the top you've got the different buttons you can click on you don't want to have all of the pages up there you've never seen well i've i've never seen personally i've never seen a privacy policy link at the top uh you know next to terms and conditions those things are usually at the bottom so at the top you'll have your main your vip pages yeah usually about five or six at a stretch 
not that much you don't want to have a whole heap of text and if you do have a whole heap of vips then you might want to think about the drop down menus you know when you go on some websites and you click on a, a link or a page and then it will bring up a, a drop down menu for sub pages within that particular category you might want to do that but you don't want to have more than like five or six words just displayed across the top layer it's just it's too clunky so you have your vip pages your home about contact shop for example yeah then at the bottom you might have those same links but also you might have the privacy policy terms and conditions faq you might have an email address down there. Your social media links. Your social media links, they can go at the top or the bottom or both. But just so that people who are visiting your website don't have to scroll all the way back to the top to get access to the spaces and pages that they need to, or the information that they need. So, yeah, strongly, when you, if you're using Squarespace or something like that, I think they tend to automatically put the footer on all of the pages anyway. I think... I think that's all ground covered for that. What I might do is make an entire podcast episode dedicated to website, the content of the website itself and the features of a website and all that sort of thing to help with like SEO. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what I'll do. But for this week's episode, that's all I've got for now. I hope it was helpful. And as I say, I will be providing some visual references when I get the time, uh, which I hope to get very soon. I've had a lot going on. You know how it is. You know how it goes. I will be speaking to you same time next week. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, speak to you then. Take care.